Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here today. I am Maria Verdeshi. And you are on my podcast, Hello from the Other Side. And today I am so happy and honored to have Patricia Liddell Lane. She's a spiritual transformation coach with an ordained metaphysical ministry and IMM counseling psychology certification. Her ministry is spiritual and focuses on teaching women spiritual tools, and energetic techniques to empower them to heal and become active in those things their soul desires. Patricia is an author, an energy expert, and a Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. And Patricia's book is The Angels Orchestra, and Patricia, I am so excited that you are here today. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you, Maria. It's such an honor. I hope we have a little bit of fun here. And as I share my stories with you, how I overcame some uh, pretty dramatic obstacles in my life to reach the place that I am now, which is a place of peace, because that's what our soul desires more than anything is peace. So I think I'll start out just by, by sharing a little bit of information about me. About 12 years ago, I had a pretty serious stroke. I was in an empathic, narcissistic marriage. I was pretty depressed and I became pretty sick. And I started receiving all of these miraculous things from God. I got to admit at one point I was so down that I really thought about ending my life. The stroke paralyzed me on my left side and I was left without much energy. And it was just kind of hard for me to put one foot in front of another. And then these miracles began to appear in my life. And so that's what I would like to get across to people today. I want especially the women in the audience to know that it's never too late and we're never too old. I love that. So what's the key? How do we turn on this kind of a life? How do we know what our spiritual path is? As an intuitive who does a lot of intuitive work for, for especially women, I especially work with women because I want to empower women with the tools and the knowledge and the, the understanding of how they can heal themselves. So perhaps they can step into teaching others, right? Women supporting women, women empowering women. It's my passion. But I started having these amazing miracles happen in my life and I was looking for a way to heal myself. So my prayer was, please help me to find a way to heal myself and to be happy again, right? I didn't understand I was an empath and I was in a relationship where it was very difficult to find my bliss in that relationship. 
Um, and I remember back, I've always been a bit spiritual. I've always read books on spirituality. But my dad had a near-death experience when I was 33, and that propelled me on my spiritual journey because I'm going to share a little story with you here. After he had his near-death experience, my mother and dad actually had a phone call from someone who had passed away about three weeks before. So I call that chapter in my book, The Phone Call from the Dead. And it actually happened. That other person was on the phone line. Come to find out, him and my dad had made a pact. They were both old, old friends. They'd worked together. They were both very sick and dying from the same thing. And neither one of them knew which one was going to be the first to go. So when my dad had his near-death experience, I really feel like he brought some kind of an energy back with him. I know that that near-death experience changed him. I no longer saw the fear in his eyes. And then about a year after that experience, he had this experience with a phone call from someone who had passed away recently. And it's amazing. I wanted to know how does that happen, right? How does that happen? I've never put human beings or connection with source into a box. I'm always open to things. So I wonder if maybe that isn't one of the keys that we can have, which will lead us to having these profound experiences. I'm going to share a few more of those experiences with you that I actually encountered. So let's fast forward to when I had this stroke and I was I was so very sick. I was about 55 at the age at that time, 55 when I had my stroke. And I began to ask for ways to heal myself, ways to be happy again. And I had a profound experience where I heard that I needed to find and reconnect with someone that I knew from my past that I had fallen in love with back when we were 19 and 20. And I did. I reconnected with him, and that propelled me into having these other experiences, too. So one of those experiences that I had during this time of healing myself and finding my bliss was that I found myself with Jimmy, who's been my husband now for 11 years. We had our anniversary yesterday. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. I found myself with Jimmy at a fair. I'd never been to a fair before, and this was like a Renaissance festival, and there were readers there, card readers and palm readers, and I thought, wow, how cool would that be to get my palm read? It's nothing I'd ever had done. And so I remember in my heart, I was searching for an answer to a question. Should I marry him? Should I go with him? Should I trust him? Was this... I knew the answer, but I was just looking for some validation because my life was going to change a lot if I did that. And there were some fears, but there was a lot of bliss, right? A lot of happiness. So I went in to get my palm read with this question on my mind, is this what I need to do to heal myself and find my bliss? So 
I went in and there was a lady standing there and I told her I would like to get my palm read. And she said, well, I'm the palm reader and I'm available right now. And we were still standing there and we never sat down. And so she says, huh, strangely, she said, I want to read the top of your hand rather than your palm. And I thought that's weird, but okay. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it. Who am I, right? It was the strangest thing. And so I handed her the top of my palm and she and I are looking at the top of my hand and right here on this hand up popped a heart. And it looked at like it had been drawn in a fine tip red felt pen. So and you could not right anything else. It's like spirit was saying, here, we're going to even outline it so you cannot mistake this for anything else. Exactly. It wasn't just the shape of a heart in this little fatty era, area. It was outlined. Wow. Red. And I went and I heard the lady go, the pause. She goes, and she asked me without ever taking her hand off, her eyes off of my hands. She said, do you see that? And I said, yes. What is that? I was really breathless. What is that? Right? What is that? And she just stuttered and she said I've never seen that before I've only read about it and she said I can't explain why I was guided to look at the top of your hand and not your palm it's amazing Uh and she said we call that a stigmata well I didn't know what a stigmata was and I, I had to go home and google it right and so I said okay and she was still just standing there holding my hand And I finally just said, okay, I paid her. And I said, I've got my answer, right? The answer was follow your heart. The answer to my question was follow your heart. The answer to any question is follow your heart. Follow that intuition. Follow your heart. That's what I've done ever since that time. I follow my guidance and my heart. And if I'm not real sure, if I'm clear about something, I just ask for more signs because every since that happened to me, it's been unbelievable. I have had an unbelievable life. I love it. And I love that you, I have like clients that will say, oh, I got this sign or that sign. I always tell them too, you know what? I love that, that you know that that's a sign from whether a loved one or the universe or a sign that you're on the right path, but also you knew it and you took it for what it is and you didn't keep questioning it going, oh, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe. You knew, you knew, and I love that. I mean, how can you not follow a miracle like that? Because that was a miracle. That was a miracle. And I left that dark marriage. Jimmy lived 500 miles away. We somehow managed to leave it all behind. I left everything and it was in the middle. You know, I'd had a stroke. I was very sick. I was uh, still walking with a cane. I had to learn to walk over again. My children thought I'd gone out of my mind, right? 
you're leaving this marriage to go back to someone. I mean, whole long story, right? But I knew in my heart that if I was going to live and going to get well, that I had to do this thing. I had to take this chance, right? And I think it's faith, right? What's our definition of faith? It's walking through what we are guided, that light at the end of the tunnel, and it's walking through. And I had help. I had help from the angels. I had help from God. I mean, I was put in the right places at the right time to figure out how best to heal myself. I had something called adrenal fatigue at that time, years ago, 12, 13 years ago. Nobody knew what adrenal fatigue was. And it was just one miracle after another. And I write about all of these things in my little book. I was really guided to write this book, to share these stories before I forget my stories, right? Because they continue to happen. I continue to have things happen to me. And then I'll go, oh yeah, I don't think I've shared that story. I better, I post post a lot of these stories out on Facebook too, because I've built a pretty you know, a following of women that I teach Reiki classes, I teach energy too, and I sell crystals. You know, along the way, I had an experience with a crystal where it actually helped me to heal my heart. And I could feel that. I could feel it in my body with that crystal. And I'm kind of curious and I wanted to know how does that work? So I began to incorporate crystals into my life. And then, of course, when you teach energy and you teach Reiki and you talk about high vibrational things, crystals come into play. They're very high vibrational things. And my Reiki student wanted crystals. So they kept asking me, Patty, can you find this for me? Can you can you find that? What do you think about this crystal? What do you think about that crystal? And I was just really guided to begin to learn about crystals. So could I, I could incorporate more of those into my life. And as you learn about them and you bring those energies, you know, I'm all about maintaining a high vibration. Absolutely. That's where these miracles and things really can happen to us is maintaining a high vibration. So what I like to share more than anything is that the journey begins with us learning to love ourselves. I never knew how to love myself. I didn't know we were supposed to, right? And it all begins with forgiveness, right? Exactly. And a lot of women don't realize that because they go, what? Love myself? Well, that's selfish. That's selfish. But it's not. It has to start with you. So then you can give out. We have to take care of ourselves. I ended up with a stroke at the age of 55. Granted, I was taking a medication that I was somewhat allergic to. And we discovered that that was one of the side effects was strokes. And we were able to trace back when I started taking that and how my cholesterol and everything had reacted to this particular medication. But we have to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and take care of these physical bodies and, and our mentality and our souls because our souls occupy this body and we have to learn to take care of ourselves. How can we love others if we don't also love ourselves, our souls? And it's not in that selfish, egotistical way. It's in a profound way that I'm going to take care of myself, take care of my body as best I can. 
so that I can help others, right? So that I, that I can be here a bit longer to help exactly. others. And you listened to the guidance of leaving that marriage because I bet you you wouldn't be here if you hadn't done that. No, Maria, I've told people if I had not left that, if I had not truly listened to that, I would not be here. I was dying a slow death and I would not have, certainly would not be able to do the work that I do today. That is for sure. And it lights me up so much. It's part of my healing. And I've had some miraculous events just around being guided to do the work that I do. If I have time, I would like to share that story with you. Please, please. Because so I feel that your stories are inspirational also because I want other women out there to be, well, I can do that. I I can leave that because I get a lot of clients that come to me that are in abusive relationships and they're so tired. They are just drained and they're so unhappy and it's hard to very difficult energy up to get out yes it is yeah it's it's one of those needed things though so that they can continue on their path and do what they came here to do and do what makes them happy so please because they you know you take what i like to look at that relationship at my past two relation your marriages What did I learn from those marriages, right? What were the lessons? Because that's why our souls agreed to be in those relationships, right? And then I look at the the marriage I have now, and I think it's a reward. I was rewarded for realizing what I learned in those marriages. We talk about being so sick and being hard to lift ourselves up to the point that we can even fathom that we could do something about this relationship maybe that we're in or this situation, whatever that is. And I just want to tell women everywhere that I promise it's never too late. It's never too late. Make that bucket list, right? There's a great book out there and I'm going to throw, is it okay if I throw an author out here with another book? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And the girl that wrote its name is Bronte Ware. She's palliative care. She's Australian. It's one of the books that changed my life because in the book, it talks about as people were dying, the reason she wrote the book is because they kept repeating the same regrets at the end of their life. It's a great little book, right? And they didn't travel the places they wanted to travel. Maybe they spent too many years in the corporate job and now their health is gone and they're not able to enjoy life. Maybe they stayed in a relationship when they could have, you know, if you don't open the doors to new relationships, if you don't close the door to the old one, new doors won't open. But that's a really great book. I tell women, I say, start making that bucket list and start doing those things. And if you have a spouse that doesn't want to travel and you have the means to do that, go by yourself or find a friend that'll go with you, right? Because these things raise our vibration. These things give us happiness. If we can imagine it, we can put it into place. And by no means do I say you jump out and you just do a lot of this stuff. Baby steps are just fine. Baby steps are just fine. I was so sick when I left that marriage and Jimmy was not up here 
in this area. And I rented an apartment and the only one available that I could afford was on the second story. And you've got to remember, I'd had a stroke and I was paralyzed on my left side. I didn't have anyone to help me move. I was dragging boxes up the steps because I didn't have the strength to walk up the steps when I first moved. So I literally was on my hands and knees dragging my boxes of my possessions up the steps. And you don't think I was in my mind saying, why are you doing this? Because I left a big fine home and someone that was very prosperous and had financial stability. I was determined that I was not going to be in that relationship a day longer. And I wasn't. Because once I made up my mind, I'm pretty stubborn, right? (laughs) I loved myself enough to realize that, that I needed to take care of myself. And that's what that meant for me was to not live in that relationship any longer. So baby steps, right? Even if it means you have to crawl to begin with, literally that's what I had to do. But I want to tell you one more story. Please, yes. One is the miracle of Archangel Raphael. So I was Reiki 1. I'd already taken Reiki 1, but I had not taken Reiki 2 yet. And I was really thinking about it. I was thinking, I need to take Reiki 2. This was many, many years ago. And so I found myself on my way to the corporate job and music booming on the radio early in the morning, drinking my coffee. And I looked up at this bus that was perpendicular to my car. And up on the top where the next destination is on the bus, in big, bold green letters, I saw the word Raphael. And I looked away and I thought, there's not a street in Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I live, by that name. And when I looked back, it said Rosedale, but I had seen the word Raphael. Wow. Didn't know what it meant. Didn't know who Raphael was. Loved angels, but really didn't know a lot about angels. So I got to work, and Jimmy and I were together by then, and I asked him, do you know what Raphael means? And he said, I think that's one of the archangels. And I immediately said, I wonder if it's the archangel of healing, right? Because I'd already taken Reiki 1. And he said, well, Google it. And so I did. And as we all know, Archangel Raphael is the archangel of healing. So I just sent up a prayer and I said, I saw that. Show me more. I saw that. And so this is where it gets kind of strange. I came home. Jimmy was working out of town. I turned on the television. I didn't even change the channel. And I kid you not, there was a program on in front of me. I think it was on the History Channel about Archangel Raphael. Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel. It talked about all the places that people have seen these angels together. It called them the band of mercy angels. And I sat there on the chair on the side of the couch with my mouth open. And I literally, I just began to cry because I thought they were coming for me, right? I thought this is how it happens. And I just said, if it's my time, then. I'm ready. I've had a pretty good life. And I heard, oh, you love the angels. We're going to work with you. I'm clairaudient. Look around you. And I looked around me in my living room, and there in my curio cabinet is all of these angel statues from Home Interiors and my mother's angels, right? And there in the bookcase, I have an old 
series of Reader's Digest books about people's encounters with angels, angel stories, right? Oh. In front of me is a picture that my husband painted when we first got together of the angels with our souls ascending up to heaven. This is what he painted. This is his painting. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. And I looked around and they said, we're going to work with you. We're going to work with you. And I thought, am I going out of my mind? But I said, okay. <laughs> no. And the show went off and I thought, oh, my gosh. Ding, ding, ding. I've always loved angels. I've always loved angels. And so I just said, I'll go wherever you lead me. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I believe. I have faith. I will do it. Give me another sign. And so about a week later, I received a message from a friend of mine. May have been an email back then, actually, come to think of it. It probably was an email. She was my Reiki One teacher. And she said, Patty, I'm going to Houston to learn how to read angel cards from Doreen Virtue's son, Charles Virtue, because Doreen's not teaching it right now. And she said, the lady who was going with me is not able to go. Would you like to go? Well, things were pretty scarce back then. I didn't have a whole lot of extra money. I had given my ex-husband everything to get out of that divorce. He literally took everything. And I told her, I said, I'll come. I'll go. Yes, I'll go. You've got your girl, right? And I put it on a credit card. It was like three weeks away and I went. It was a three-day long weekend. Until that time, I didn't even know what angel cards were. I had to like figure that out. What do you mean read angel cards? That didn't make sense to me, but it had the word angel in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I knew I had to follow that lead. And that weekend kind of changed my life. I truly believe that my clear audi- audience and my intuition opened up even more that weekend. By the time Sunday came, someone would sit in front of me and I didn't even have to lay down cards. I knew what was going on with them. I knew what was in their life. I had an instance where a lady sat in front of me and I saw this blonde uh, child with long Shirley Temple curls running up and down these stairs, looking over her shoulder saying, look, mommy, I can walk. Look, mommy, I can run. And so when I told this lady that, she said, oh, that's not for me. She said, I'm in the back of the classroom. There were like 400 in that class. It was huge. She said, let me go get my Sherry. She said, that message is for her. So she ran and she got this lady named Sherry. And Sherry sat in front of me. And I'm talking with an Asian woman. And I'm seeing a blonde child walking and running up and down these stairs. And so I told her, right, because I made the agreement, you got to say what you see, right? You got to say what you get. And I told her, and she looked at me and she said, yeah, she said, I'm half Japanese. I'm married to a blonde man. Kaylee is my daughter. And she has a genetic birth defect that she was born with and she's not able to walk. She uses long canes to walk with. And she said she has long blonde curly hair. And I said, honey, I believe your daughter's going to walk. I believe she's going to run, right? Why else would I get that message for you? And she said, well, let me tell you my side of the story. She said, Kaylee was having 
a really bad episode. These children have weak lungs that have this genetic disorder that Kaylee has. And she said, we're sitting in a hospital emergency room and a doctor walks in and looks at me and says, hello, I'm Dr. Raphael. I'm going to take care of you. Whoa. And she said, I knew from that minute, she said, I'd never worked with the angels. She said, but I knew from that minute that Kaylee was going to be okay. And she said, and then I'm scrolling through. And she said, she lives in Corpus Christi. She said, this came open and she's for Charles Virtue's class popped up. And she said, I felt like I had to to come that somebody I they, my angels told me somebody ha- would ha- was going to have a message for me so wow. Sherry and I are still great friends and Kaylee walks and runs without any assistance her oh, like it's amazing I know it was a miracle so when that was over God told me you're going to be reading cards and I said you better make it easy better make it easy for me. It better all be it. It has to all be intuitive. You better put the visions in my mind. Tell me what to say and I'll do it. And I had to step through some pretty scary moments. And within three months, I was reading one of the largest fairs in the nation, the Dallas Psychic Fair. And I For about three years, I read at fairs every single weekend. People kept calling me and asking me, can you come to our fair this weekend and read? We've heard so much about you. I no longer do that, but I trusted. I trusted that if I was guided to that place, that that's where I was supposed to be. So what I I wish for everyone listening is that they begin to trust, right? That they ask for the signs, know what the signs are. How do we know what signs are? Wow. I love all of your stories. They're so inspiring. And you like listened though. And it wasn't a, you know, like with the bus. Cause I kept thinking, well, gosh, I wonder if I would have second guessed that and gone, Oh, I must've just seen that wrong. But you knew, you knew. And I love that. I love that. Very, very inspiring. Thank you. And I believe that's my job, that I've been guided to help to inspire women, to help women, to help them to learn how to ask, connect with angels, because I do work a lot with angels, connect with the angels, ask for guidance. And I believe we have to begin to, to follow that guidance, and then we'll receive more of it, right? And that we have to live a life of of gratitude, become a giver. I'm real big on becoming a giver with no strings attached. Nothing makes me feel as good as giving. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. And it's one foot in front of the other. But I, I just totally, totally believe in miracles. How can I not believe in miracles? I've had so many things happen in my life. I love it. Thank you so much for letting me interview you today and being on here because I think you are amazing. I just do. I think you're such a beautiful soul. And I wanted more people to know about you and what you do. And I find it fun how you just kind of dropped into my life where it was like, oh, this is nice. 
this is nice. <laughs> and then with the crystals and everything, I mean, you are a genuine person. And I love that. You just, you give and it is a no strings attached. And you do it for the good of others, like the good of all is what I want to say. Um, Patricia here does have a website, sacredspacesbypatricia.com. You're amazing. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. Hey, bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers.